0: Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the home of the greatest rivalry in professional sports. We have a great episode coming at you in a few, but first we have to tell you about all of the places you can find us. BleacherBrawls.com is the home for our Yankees and Red Sox columns, football, basketball, soccer content, as well as movie reviews, quizzes, and plenty of trash talk. Our YouTube channel has a few videos a week with picks, predictions, our prospect pipeline series, and more. Our main social media hub is Twitter, at Bleacher Brawl, where you can give us any feedback, ask us any questions, follow us to be the first to hear about our latest content. This podcast is available on your listening app of choice, and when you finish listening to today's super exciting episode, you'll want to drop us a five-star review. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the home of the greatest rivalry in professional sports between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. It is your Thursday night, Friday morning show. That means it is the Red Sox show this week. We have the entire Red Sox crew here tonight. My name is Patrick. I'm here with Joey and Derek and Luke. This is Bleacher Brawls episode 103. Did you guys realize that we crossed the centennial mark? It was a Yankees episode. They didn't even notice. No one announced. Yeah, typical Yankees Yeah, come on.
1: That sounds like them. They don't know what they're
0: doing. Uh, We got a lot to talk about tonight because, uh, well, let's just cut the crap. We got swept by the Rays in a four-game series at the Trop. So we got a lot to do. So we're going to do very quick first pitches tonight. Everybody's going to get 20 seconds to tell me how they're feeling, and then we're going to jump into this Rays series recap. Luke, I'll start with you. Your very quick first pitch. Your fastball.
2: I'm glorious. I'm I'm so thrilled that this happened. This four game sweep ha- sweep happened so early in the season. We're 13 games in. We're five and eight. That's not even. They they started worse than this last year. It's the you know they've hit the skids early. That just means that they're gonna start coming together. Uh, as the season develops. I know I said the same thing last year, but the injuries are happening early this year. They're not going to happen in the middle of the season. The bad luck can't be this bad all season long. So everyone be happy. It's it's good to have the bad news come early in the baseball season.
3: Joey, do you agree? No, I think that's totally deranged what he just said. (laughs) The reason these injuries might not come back in the middle of the season because these players won't even be back in the middle of the season. They're still going to be gone. They'll still be out. This was an embarrassment, getting swept in four games at the Trump, letting them get some sort of, I and mean, this is like a record thing, right? They've they've now set. Um, the team's an embarrassment. It's not built to win. Uh, and we knew this. And, you know, we like to lull ourselves into this false sense that, oh, we can somehow do it. And, and we can't. And it's really sad. Um, the team was not constructed well. It seems to me that Turner... His power swing is, I like. I don't see the bad speed on Turner. I, I've been watching him. He has winning track power. Um, Yoshida's not terribly impressive so far. Cassis looks weak. And, you know, the biggest problem of them all, Kiki Hernandez can't play defense. He can't lead the team. And he can't hit. Why is he there, Luke? Okay.
0: Well, I guess we're just saying screw the first pitch. We're jumping right into it. Derek, I'll just check with you before we we hop into it. Joey calls it an embarrassment getting swept. Do you agree that it's embarrassing?
1: No, I mean, the Rays haven't lost a game yet. I wouldn't say it's necessarily embarrassing. I mean, every team's going to get swept at some point in the season, right? So it's not necessarily embarrassing. It sucks, but you're going to get swept eventually, right? So it happens, you know. So what what can you really do about it? Obviously, you would love to at least win one of the four. I think almost every team is going to have a have – a, have a sweep get, is going to get swept at some point in the season. So at least maybe get it out early. Hopefully at least that's the hope. Um, but overall I'm doing fine. Although I just woke up from a nap like 45 minutes ago. So.
0: For those listening, it is nine o'clock at night. when we're recording this um, Luke, apparently it's your fault that Kike Hernandez can't play shortstop.
2: I don't know. I'm sorry. We've been, me and Kike have been partying with uh, <laughs> Joey's dad late. <laughs> on on the nights before game days and especially before the afternoon games like today he just he's just useless afterwards so it is my bad look yeah I mean look this four game series was a total disaster uh everything seemed to go wrong and I feel like I said this on the rivalry show I feel like the Rays are the Derek Jeter of the major league baseball regular season. Like in the regular season, everything seems to fall their way. Like you got Yoshida with the tight hammy. So he can't play the last two games. Um, Zach Kelly apparently blows up his elbow uh today not that he's a huge member important member of the team or whatever but it's just one of those things that happens in the Rays' favors it feels like devers has a scheduled off day uh after the rays have already taken three games in the series every ground ball they hit seems to find a hole they're blooping singles on pitches four inches off the plate they shouldn't be swinging at and they're finding gaps uh, but you know, it's I'm not saying it's all luck. I mean, they're a really good team. They never miss a mistake. you you miss a pitch anywhere in the strike zone uh, off the location. They seem to hit it out of the park. Um, they're a really, really good team. They pitch awesome, they hit awesome. And but I mean, they're not gonna win all season long, and you know, things aren't gonna just fall apart for the Red Sox all season long. I know there's too much talent on this team. You know, sales not going to be this bad all year. It's, it's a command issue with him. His stuff is there. He's not hitting his spots. That's not, he hasn't really pitched in three years consistently. That's going to get better. Whitlock not got knocked around. He couldn't, he couldn't get his fastball higher up in the zone. He kept it in the, in the strike zone and they were tattooing it. He's going to get better. Um, you know, Kluber's a relief pitcher in my estimation. He should be in the bullpen. But, you know, he's still there. I don't expect big things from him this year, but and Brian Bayo hasn't even come back yet. So the pitchings the starting pitching's not going to be this bad. And the bullpen, I know Richard Blyer had an awful game today, but the bullpen's been pretty good, really, uh, for most of the season so far, except opening day against the Orioles.
0: The Rays, of course, doing all of this in front of their home faithful of three thousand people every night. Uh, for the first time though, it seems like the Rays don't have like a 65 man roster and there's like new guys playing every night and they have an unlimited amount of pitchers. Like they have like everyday players now, uh, in, in, their starting lineup and they have a rotation that doesn't really have a ton of openers anymore. You know, like they are consistent and they're consistently winning. The big thing before was, oh, they're beating up on bad teams. Oh, they saw up the nationals, whatever. Joey, I think you would go as far to say that, well, yeah, they're sweeping bad teams because we're a bad team.
3: Exactly, yeah. They would think bad teams because we're a bad team. We're, we're pretty easy to take advantage of as a team. Uh, I like how Luke actually started off his takes today with, oh, in 2022, uh, we had a bad start to the season. Yeah, and then we went on to have a terrible season. <laughs> so sometimes it just all stays the same. You know, It doesn't always even out. Uh I don't see anything here right now that's telling me, like, this is temporary. Uh, Turner doesn't seem to be the guy who we thought he was. Yoshida, I mean, he's okay. I mean, he does he need time for adjustment? Yes, but nothing is really impressive there. Cassis, I would say, is borderline slumping. And Kiki is the worst shortstop in baseball. So these are not things that I think will be solved in June or July. These are going to be continuous problems. And what I really don't like. Wait, want to I'm be-
0: sorry, I hate to cut you off. But you don't think a slump will be solved? Is it a slump like you know, sort of assumed to be temporary?
3: Yeah, well, unless you're a really bad team, and you slump for the whole year. I mean
0: that's what slumping is,
3: but you but you about, look at think you look about at last your- year. Think about last year. Okay. Last year we had a terrible April, right? And we had a good June.
2: And he just froze. Like it looks like he was right about to say something poignant and then he froze. But oh that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They they, like I mean Justin Turner's he's older, but I don't feel he had a really good he was really good from June through the end of the season last year. Casas is starting to square balls up now. He's even having hard outs um you know Yoshida is he yeah he needs to he's had a lot of weak contacts but like I think all of these guys are going to hit better and we've seen Kike Hernandez before he's he's a 10-year veteran he's not gonna he's not gonna hit 125 the whole season can I just mention though it's like yes it sucks a little bit right now because it's like
1: yeah the team's not performing but I mean like Devers has played well for the most part. Verdugo's been playing very well. Um, so there still are bright spots. Nick Pavetta's been pitching well. Um, Joshua Kelsey out of the bullpen. Um, that's a guy who's really stepped up. The can we just talk about how, day. I'm
0: sorry, can we just talk about how I'm right all the time, okay, Pavetta, Winkowski, Verdugo, Bobby okay, Bobby, well, okay, one, okay, you know, you can't win them all, but otherwise, I mean, I killed it on the predictions so far this year, anyway, Derek, go ahead.
1: No, it's, it's, it's nice to see, especially, to, like, for me, I've been on the Verdugo train for a long, for a, maybe since, like, the day he got traded to the Red Sox, um, and he's had a very good start. And I, and I love seeing that. I love seeing Rafi getting off to a solid start. And the guys like when Kelsey's stepping up, it's like, okay, there's some promise there, right? We know some guys are struggling, obviously. Um, but the guys are stepping up. I think it's very important that at least, hey, we're seeing at least some guys step up and actually prove that, hey, there's something in these guys, right? It's the whole team, no, but progress, right? And... I mean, you look at some of the teams we ran out last year, and you're like, and you could go back look at look at some of the guys who played for the Red Sox last year. Like Yomer Sanchez played second base for 15 games. So did Jeter
0: Downs. Oh my God!
2: Like, well, my you look at the but you God. look at the lineup today though, and that was a that was a pretty shoddy lineup. Yeah, put but it wasn't nothing like that though. Wasn't but it's Tang also yeah, yeah, it's the king doesn't have a hit yet. It's a it's a, it's a Thursday good. afternoon you know, after you've
0: already, you're going to get swept at the trap. Like, you know, just whatever. Do
2: the spring
1: training a 19-day stretch, too. I think they have 19 straight days. It's
0: not now. until after the Orioles series where they have a day off, which is like 10 days from now.
2: Exactly. And it's as Duval gets hurt right before, again, Tampa, the Derek Jeter. Duval gets hurt half an inning before he's he goes to Tampa to play the Rays. And so they got Uh, they're so left-handed heavy and the rays apparently have 36 left-handed pitchers on their staff and can just roll out lefties all day for four straight days Um, that's what i'm saying (laughs) and just like yeah you still got to find a way to win they're left-handed heavy and we'll get into that later i know but i mean they're a left-handed heavy team and they're in the midst of you know, all these games against left-handed starters with like no breaks. It's, it's a really tough stretch that they've got to find a way to overcome. It's still, you can't, you can't keep losing and just saying like, oh, well, you know, tough break. We did that all year last year. You know, you got to put it together, Derek. Yeah. We're seeing some good things from a few guys, but we're not offensively. We know what they can do. We saw what they did for the first four games you got to keep it up. Just because Duval goes down doesn't mean you just, you know, okay, let's just suck for two months until he gets back and cross our fingers.
1: They might be cursed, though, because they, they're, I think they, they haven't won a game in a midweek series. They have got swept by the Pirates and swept by the Rays, but they've won every single weekend series they've been a part in. They beat the Orioles, and
2: then they think swept I think are going into the weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> let's hope that stays true. <laughs> Four straight wins coming up. Well, I like it. The Red Sox are an equal opportunity loser. I will they
1: say lose the bad
3: teams like the Pirates, and they lose to good teams like the Rays. Oh, my they're... God. I,
1: I, I will say, though, the first game against Baltimore was technically on Thursday. They have not lost a game played on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday this year.
0: Uh, you know, I, I have a Rays fan that I work with. And he's been running his mouth all week long. The one compliment he fed me was, you know, Pavetta looked pretty good in game one. And I said, yeah, I'm not, you know, he's not going to trick me again. That's what he does. He looks good for a while. He's got, he's given up one run in 10 innings. You know, he's going to look good for like a month. And then he's going to be terrible for like a month. And it's going to like, you know, he's going to break my heart.
2: probably I mean I hope he's not I hope he doesn't but that game like you know Derek mentioned Rafi has been off to a good start but that game that first game of this series on Monday or the second game the one nothing game they had the bases loaded at down one nothing uh in the eighth inning in the top of the eighth inning and they had Devers up with the bases loaded in two outs and he had probably the worst at bat of the season for the Red Sox, all things considered the importance of it or anything watches a, a, watches a a fastball middle, middle go by for the third strike. And I was just, I haven't been mad at a player that wasn't Bobby Dahlbeck. I wasn't (laughs) other than Bobby Dahlbeck. I haven't been that pissed off at a player in a long time. I can't remember the last time. It's
0: one of those where he just like, he just like set the bat down on the plate like he he couldn't even believe the mistake he had just made yeah. he, he knew he that was a the bad pitch.
2: pitch for strike 1 and yeah. then he watched that groove by for strike 3 and it was just like it's
3: it, it's Tampa Bay it's yeah. just yeah. this stuff happens <laughs> in Tampa Bay <laughs> well shout out to Pat i think Bobby's looks pretty good to be honest <laughs> joey's
2: wearing nothing but a cross right now by the way joey is stanley kowalski right now in the middle of this cultured all our cultured fans will will
0: (laughs) get that reference
2: all of our theater yeah i'm using that theater
0: degree that i spent a lot of money on good use in this red sox podcast um, all right, we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to
3: this-
0: <laughs> address some of this other I stuff. I want to get
3: my shirt dirty, you
0: know. In various games throughout the show, so we're going to keep cooking, and we're going to come back to some of this stuff later. Very quickly, though, uh, Derek must be feeling good about this Angels series. we got four games coming up against the Angels. Uh, the heart of their rotation, we're facing Shohei on Marathon Monday, Monday morning. I want everybody's quick 30-second prediction for the Angels series. Um, how's it going to go, Derek? I'll start with you, the optimist.
1: Well, they haven't lost on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday yet, so I'm just going to hope and pray that stays the same. So I'm taking three games to one. They're going to win Friday, Saturday, Sunday, okay. and then they're going to lose on Monday.
0: And Shohei whoops us on Monday. I'll take
1: yes. He pitches like a complete game shutout and also hits like a home run or something
0: wild. Pitched a one hitter the other night. All right, Luke, go ahead.
2: Shohei's right-handed. I think it, I, oh. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know what the pitching matchups are, but. I, apparently we're facing at least two lefties in the I Angels can get the rotation, up.
1: huh? I can get the pitching matchups up. Patrick and Sandoval's so,
2: one. I don't know the other off the top of my head.
1: It's uh, <laughs> Patrick Sandoval uh, and is it Tyler Anderson and then Reed Detmer? So three straight lefties, then Otani. <laughs> three straight
2: lefties. So uh, yeah, it's not looking great. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get probably Bobby D at second base and then Bobby D at catcher.
0: <laughs> we could only hope
2: in two games but i'm gonna be optimistic they're coming back to fenway right so it's like you know i think they're gonna bounce back i think tampa is just an awful place for this team to be and that they will bounce back this team is better this team is better than we've seen the last four days look at what they did this see pittsburgh seven and five they're not awful the red Sox are not a crappy team i think that's a big thing we haven't addressed yet is like we're only
0: 13 games into the season. Like the Diamondbacks are leading the NOS right now. Like it's just going to be, I know Derek, it's just going to be funky for like two weeks. It's just going to be funky for like a month. And then things start to even out a little bit. Uh, Joey, your prediction for the Angels series.
3: My prediction for the Angels series is that, is that I think we're going to beat Otani. That's going to be my big prediction. Is that on Otani day? The Red Sox are gonna come out victorious. I, I feel like, and you know, Derek could correct me on this. He has the statistics to back this up, I'm sure. I feel like the Red Sox hit Otani. What he pitches against him. I feel like we've hit Otani before. Um, and it's Marathon Monday that usually this team gets a little more pep in their step on that day. Uh, I'm gonna say we split the series two for two only because the only franchise that is unluckier and more poorly run than the Red Sox is the Angels. So hopefully that all balances out. I think they go two for two, which I'll be very happy with considering the state of, of this team right now. What I am hoping to see though, is starting rotation, become more comfortable, settle into their roles at Fenway, and really see who we can define as our top five people. And also, can I talk about one other thing? There is no survivor like Ryan Brazier. I mean, he is, he is, I mean, he's taking out Zach Kelly. I mean, he's, I, it is unbelievable the things this guy has manifested in order to keep him on the team. I'm very scared uh, at the prospect of ever removing Brazier from this roster. Feeling very bad things will befall this team. We could have the curse of Brazier on our hands, so let's just keep him on the roster for as long as we can. He clearly, he clearly is intent on staying. He had Zach Kelly's arm broken behind the scenes. What move
2: did they make uh, when they put? Kelly on the IL. They call, yeah. we called,
1: recalled Cutter Crawford.
2: Poor Cutter. Cutter Crawford. That's right. He literally flew up to Worcester. Poor guy. By
1: him, probably, just, probably just got to Worcester, and then it's like, oh, you're going back to just the
0: loneliest guy on that flight to Worcester. You know, just so sad. <laughs> yeah. And then well, he the arrives, Bush. and they call me, and just go, psych.
2: You gotta come.
3: <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. guys, the best news you can ever get when you're in Worcester is that you get to leave Worcester. So. <laughs> oh my god. I, I will hear, say, can I say? I about hear Woo
2: Sox games are a blast, though. They,
1: they probably are. Um. Robux 2 for 5 against Otani.
2: I don't care. 400 baby. Devers is I don't care.
1: Devers is 2 for 10, Kike's 1 for 3. Uh is 1 for 9, Verdugo's 2 for 9. Arroyo's 0 oh for 6.
2: Arroyo Dahl- oh 0 for oh for like the world, like 0 oh for <laughs> every at bat this se- I don't I can't remember him getting a hit this season. You think he
1: might have one, maybe. Um, no, Dahlbeck's got one RBI against Shohei. He's the only hitter on the Red Sox roster that has an RBI against Shohei. Starting so shortstop on there on Monday.
2: don't hit Otani well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think anyone hits him well. I think that's kind of a thing. That's true. All
0: right. Uh, We want to transition. We're going to come back to some of this stuff a little bit later in the show. But one of the things we want to talk about is, boy, oh, boy, have we missed some gosh dang Right-handed bats recently, uh, absolutely this week, absolutely facing all these lefties. Um, listen, we're we're sneaking into Bobby hit like fifth today. You know, like we are desperate for some righties, and um, you know we're two weeks into the season and we got a lot of fire bloom, fire bloom. He put together an injured team. He spends a lot of money on Trevor Story, who's got a jank elbow. And shocker, he needs elbow surgery. And he replaces him with Duvall, who has an injury history. And guess what? That injury rears its ugly head. That exact injury comes back, and and he's going to be out for a while. And, uh, you know, we have Luke and Bluminati HQ. Um, Looks like Derek's reporting from Fenway today. And we have Joey, you know, naked in his dorm room, uh, obviously feeling differently. And so I guess the question is is Bloom to blame. We're not going to do all that fire Bloom crap. It's stupid. The the team has clearly said that they like what he's doing. They like the secret plan and they're sticking (laughs) with him for a while. Um, But, you know, there there are some things to say about bringing injured guys in and shocker, they get injured. Uh, Luke, I'll start with you.
2: It's, you know, you look at what they have on the right side of the plate right now. And it's just striking how empty it is right there. And I thought at the beginning of the season that this is this – we're too left-handed. I mean, all off-season just thought, all right, it's – I get it. I, I, I like what some of these players are capable of, but it's too left-handed heavy. And when story went down, it was even more pronounced. It's like, geez, this is, we're way too left-handed heavy. And then we got Duval, and I felt better even though a lot of people just overlooked that acquisition, like whatever, he's not that great. I, I've liked Adam Duvall for a while. I think he's a really good hitter and look, you know, look what happened. He came out and he was carrying the offense, him and Raffy by themselves. Look Story's elbow, as Pat said, it's, that was an issue at the whole baseball world knew it. That's why, um bloom was able to get him for a relatively cheap deal considering what sh- free agent shortstops are going for right now and he, he had never been an injury guy a guy who had a lot of injuries but everyone knew about his bachy right elbow and then what you know he has a crummy kind of year he's injured and then in the offseason he's going to move back to shortstop and he hurts his elbow bloom's gotta wear that one right on his chin that's you know that's you man you signed this guy. That was the first big money signing that you made and exactly what the rest of the league was worried about happened. That's on you. He's got to wear that one. Duval's wrist though. He broke his wrist last year, but he was healed. I wasn't hearing anything when they signed him. It was just like, Oh, okay. Adam Duval, not a big deal, but it wasn't like, you know, that wrist who, you know, that wrist might go. There was, there was no talk of that. Like his wrist was healed. I mean, he fell on it. He slid for ball. He fell on it. You know, would a a 100% wrist that hadn't just been broken the year before, would that have not been broken on that kind of play? I I feel like it's kind of a freak injury. I mean, it doesn't look like, because like he broke his wrist last year, he broke his wrist wrist this year. Haim, you idiot. But I don't really fault him for that one. But still, you look at last year, all the starting pitchers get hurt. When you put together teams with that many injuries where that many injuries are happening in consecutive seasons. You know, you can't just look at the people who are criticizing Heim Bloom and just say, like, oh, it's nonsense. You got to look a little deeper, you got to look at the context or whatever. You can only say that for so long. You know, you can only play the bad luck card for so long. So people with both of these injuries, considering everything that happened last year, there's a lot of merit to that whole idea that, you know, Bloom, he's getting he's getting damaged goods and they're getting damaged again and he should know better. I don't feel that way because I feel like I understand the secret plan um, and I get what he's doing. So I agree with these, this strategy that he's taking, but I can't fault anybody who's thinking, yeah, this is malfeasance. This guy isn't doing what he should be doing when he puts the team together. Can
1: I, can I say though, I'm, we like, I've, I brought up um, that I did, Derek. When you have something staff? to
2: say, you don't have to ask us, you can just <laughs> say it.
1: No, I know. I well, I'm trying to it's be a simple. democracy. I <laughs> hey. hey, but no, I, I
2: look at Joey medical right medical now. Staff. Look at Joey
0: right now. You can oh do my anything God. you want. <laughs> oh
1: my God. I, I brought up the medical staff for this this offseason where it's <laughs> like, do we have to start questioning the medical staff? Because although Haim is, you know, making the decision ultimately to sign him, the decision to sign him and in the injury history comes from the medical staff. And that's that could be a problem. And I'm now I'm not saying blame to, is there, the hind doesn't get yeah, no that's blame. Wrong. That's wrong. I'm not saying that's that i gets no blame, yeah, but also, wrong. too,
3: that's wrong. Everyone knew about Trevor Story's elbow. It was very evident that you could look at like the, the velocity of his throws to first base and look at his effectiveness as a shortstop and see that he had a problem with his elbow. You could just look at the way he's throwing the, problem, the ball. The, no, problem no. Is not, the problem is not with the medical staff. The problem is that Bloom looked at the medical staffs and and went, all right, we'll go for it. That's the difference. Well, the I, staff, I, 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 they got a story a heck of a lot cheaper than what they would job, have. That's uh, general manage, it's his job as the general manager to analyze what the medical staff gives him. The medical staff doesn't go, oh, you know, we don't think you should sign this guy. That's not their job. Their job is to give him the facts. They gave him the facts. He decided to sign him. Don't blame the medical staff. Okay. It's Bloom's fault. He made a bad signing. You, could, you <laughs> can dog on him once. You can you can admit that he did one thing wrong, all right? I have a whole list, but we can we can say one thing.
0: Well, I think Joey, uh, Derek has made this point before that, uh, and, and sort of did just now that uh, the reason why he was half as expensive as every other shortstop on the market is because there was kind of an understanding that he was gonna at some point in a seven year deal gonna be on the sixty day IL, miss extended time, and like that's why he's you know on deep discount.
1: And also and also too, like the medical staff, it's not just. Here's the facts because Carlos Correa had two teams say, We don't like your ankle, and then he goes back to the twins and the twins are set go and say, Oh no, we think your ankle's fine. Two totally different that's two different to- totally different things. The Mets and Giants use the same doctor to talk to figure out Correa's ankle and the twins use a different doctor. And the twins were comfortable with it, Giants and Mets weren't. But
2: yeah, if yeah, everything that's, happens that's awesome. But if everything happens the same way and this coming December, after one year, Correa hurts his ankle, then it's like, you know, that looks bad because everybody knew there was questions about his ankle. And whoever the Minnesota Twins guy as you probably know his name off the top of your head, said, let's let's sign him. And look, we've had people at Bleacher Bros have had. We've had talks about this before where people are blaming the medical staff like, oh, what's the medical staff doing and stuff like that. Like, The, the Red Sox aren't picking up the nurse from urgent care down the road and saying, hey, you want to be on our medical staff? These are these – are, I guarantee these are, these people are all experts in their field, and I highly doubt that they're giving the front office BS information. It's I mean oh, they're and- like
1: giving them BS information, but it go- it's not that, that they're giving them but they can still tell the front offices Of uh, the front office asks how likely Derek. this guy might get injured. They might one doctor might say fifty percent, another doctor might say seventy percent, right? And that's more of an opinion thing like cause you can't predict it. So injuries Derek, so him. Derek
3: So Derek, you ever heard of a second opinion? You know, like the second concept of a second opinion, right? So unbeknownst to you, of course, the Red Sox, first of all, Boston has the best medical doctors in the United States, Maybe maybe the world, right? But they have more than one doctor. So it's not just, oh, this one guy said this, you know, okay. It's. They have a staff. They have a whole team of people to evaluate. What guys? Them. What do
0: we know? We're not doctors. Let's walk wrap it up. <laughs>
3: Walk it off. Walk
0: it off walk, it off. walk it off. Wrap
3: All I have to say is, all I have to say is, it has to be admitted. Okay. Sure. You got a cheaper deal. If you would offered that money to Bogert at the time, you probably could have signed. Him. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the facts. Right? I don't
1: believe that for one second. That money could have
3: that been either. that money could have been used elsewhere. That money could have been used elsewhere, and also. It is the job of the general manager to evaluate the information he is given. He did not evaluate it correctly. By the way, one of the reasons story was so cheap that year, and I don't know why I had to forget this the year after the Red Sox, the year before the Red Sox signed him was the worst year of his career. His batting average dropped 50 points. He had a bad year that year and we signed him. So injury or not, His performance was way down that year. He was not an all-star level elite shortstop the season before we signed him. And maybe he never will be again because he hardly ever plays for this franchise. And of course, one other thing that has to do with this, what about James Paxton, right? James Paxton (laughs) has been (laughs) paid. They brought in James Paxton knowing- For two years. He's been paid for two years. And he has not thrown a single pitch at Fenway Park. Whose fault is that, Derek?
1: They brought him in knowing he
3: was. Whose injured, fault is that, Derek? Whose fault is that?
1: No I, I think I, I think if you if you if you believe a guy can help your team and you're willing to take the it's like the Red Sox the are, are taking like on Adalberto Mondesi right now. They're taking a risk on him. They know, yeah, he's probably going to start that You're injured, but we think he you can just, help our team. It's a if if you believe it's a risk worth taking, you take the risk.
3: You know what the worst part is, Derek? You're like a. Like an addicted gambler.
2: (laughs) That's the thing. If you're taking the risk, then if the risk, if the risk doesn't go well, that's on you. You were taking the risk. You weigh the risk versus the reward. If the risk wins out,
3: oh no, I'm not saying he has no blame. He did it twice. He did it twice. Two separate times, he offered him deals and he didn't play. Okay. It's happened twice.
0: Paxton, it was a player. It was a player option. option. Yeah, he
3: gave himself two. He gave himself two years. He gave him two years, and he hasn't played for two years. It's not just one season he hasn't played. It's two seasons. All right. It's it's it, It's not it's a, a season story. in two
2: weeks.
0: The su-
3: yeah, okay. season, in two oh, weeks. yeah. Oh wait, do you, do you think you're gonna see Paxton before June,
2: Pat? Yes. Yeah, he's already pitching in Worcester. <laughs> we'll see him before June. How much will we see him? That's yeah. That's the, how West. good will he be? I don't know, but like. Yeah, wow. Okay.
0: He'll be in the uniform in the next two, three weeks. Okay, we're going to move on because um, we are not medical experts, and that fell
3: apart. Stop uh, trying to turn the Red Sox to the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs>
0: we Can are going to play. No, you cannot. We are going to play one of our favorite games at Bleach of Rawls, Fair or Foul. Okay, simple concept. It's a yes or no. It's a right or wrong. We just gave it a catchy baseball name. I'm going to go through and uh, say some different stuff. And uh, these guys are going to tell me if each statement is fair or foul. Okay. First one. We have seen the return of Bobby Dahlbeck this week. So the statement, Bobby Dahlbeck, all he needed was glasses. Luke, fair or foul? Uh,
2: That's a big foul on that. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck is perhaps the worst professional athlete in the history of professional athletes. Um, He, and I'm talking like way back in the ancient Greek marathon days. I don't know if any of them did that professionally or if it was just a side hustle, but uh, he makes me sick to my stomach. Um, He makes Matt Clement, Clay Buckholds, Pedro Sandoval, uh, Pedro, Pablo Sandoval, guys like that look like Red Sox hall of famers. I hate his glove. I hate his bat. I hate his face. I hate his personality. I hate everything about this guy, and he's he he's the Derek? <laughs> he's the he's the bad penny. Only if the bad penny was infected with the Ebola virus and just spread across the whole team, he is awful, and he is probably the worst thing you could say about Heimblum. As much as I like his end goal here what he's trying to build here the fact that this guy has gotten so many chances just makes me feel ill this guy was in the start going in to face the Rays, this undefeated team and we lose our best right-handed bat and this piece of garbage comes up and not only comes up to fill the spot Derek you thought this too I didn't think he was going to play much I thought he was going to be at the back of the at the back of the bench Barely seeing time. No, he started three times in this series once at first base, once at shortstop, and then once at third base. And that game he started at shortstop. Yandy Diaz started the game with a bouncer to short. Bobby got a room service hop. Of course, it was a room service hop because he got the out. But I was thinking, oh, maybe this guy can play shortstop. But then the next GD hitter, comes up Lau hits a little a little little league dribbler kind of towards the middle and Dahlbeck has to take like three steps to his left and boots it and of course he boots it and I know like Chris Sale is thinking oh god I got this guy backing me up at shortstop how am I gonna beat this team right now and then he walks the next guy and then a Rana golfs a three-run homer because of course he did because Bobby Dahlbeck was at shortstop I like Alex. I love, I like how Blue and what he's doing. I love Alex Cora as a manager, but that was a bunch of garbage. You just put you, you, Chang at shortstop, bat him ninth, put Arroyo at second, bat him eighth, and hope for the best. You keep this idiot away from the middle infield and away from the field if at all possible. He belongs at the back of the bench, he belongs at the back of the bus, he he belongs at the back of the bread line, you know. (laughs) I hate him. He's and he, oh, he's big and tall and strong. And look at him. He looks like an athlete and he can play shortstop when he's playing against minor leaguers. So he's going to get chance after chance after chance. He's going to make a big league salary for the next 10 years. And he's going to retire with a nice fat baseball pension just based on complete, completely unrealized potential. He is a bum. Hey, we said he could play shortstop. We never said he was going to be
0: good at shortstop.
2: Okay, I can play shortstop. I,
0: listen, listen, Luke. I and I'll let that guy going in a second. <clears throat> we all know that um, I have a soft spot for Bobby. Okay, Barnes uh, likes to blow that out of proportion and take all my jokes seriously because he likes to take all of my jokes seriously. He's you know, on your Zoom background. I like I'm looking to, at
2: his <laughs> stupid face as I'm looking at you right now. I like now. to,
0: you know, I like to you know, say my shortstop, Bobby Dahlbeck and my center fielder, Bobby Dahlbeck. I like the guy, sue me. Um, He's a terrible baseball player. And, you know, they were interviewing him when he arrived in St. Pete. And he was like, yeah, you know, I've been, you know, the glasses have helped. I've been, I've been journaling every night. I've been like writing down how it went. I was like, Bobby, you need a lot more (laughs) than pen and paper, my
2: man. I mean, like, that is I've That's been journaling. Gonna get it yeah, I I sucked again tonight. Exclamation point! Oh, I sucked again tonight. Exclamation point! Will I suck tomorrow? Question mark.
1: He's making it easier for us to send him down when everyone's healthy.
2: He's <laughs> not going to get it done, Bobby. <laughs> it, when they put the I, so so, it's I don't know if he thinks too much or if he he's a total buffoon and doesn't think at all. Like he got interviewed. You said when they stuck the microphone in his face, did he try to eat it? Eric, all bobby needed was glasses fair or foul oh my god um, did i say foul by the way
0: i
1: don't know if i said that officially for the <laughs> yes rec. you did you said it at the start you're bobby domic right um i mean i don't know i mean he's not it's not better i don't think he's worse with them
0: so the the thing is i put this in the agenda when he was still hitting like 400 and then he went like over four today and now it's like 225 again
2: i mean like he made that he made that (laughs) error he made that error in the sale game and i was like i think i sent to the group chat now he's gonna suck forever because he's just gonna be thinking oh i made that error that stinks and his next pitch he struck out on a strike three. he he whiffed on a pitch middle middle a fast 95 mile an hour fastball middle middle because I was right. The guy sucks. He's a cretin.
0: We got to keep going. Joey, uh, last one. Uh, All Bobby needed was glasses. Fair or foul?
3: I mean, fair? Like, he needed glasses to be better? (laughs) I mean, he couldn't hit before. At least we're going to find out whether he had a vision problem. Maybe he has tremors. What other, He's got arthritis. What other medical problems does Bobby have that we can fix between now and the future? Uh, I, thought flashes,
2: okay. I thought he was infection.
3: okay. I thought he, I thought he was okay. I think you're being a little too hard on him. You're making him play shortstop. He's obviously not meant to be a shortstop. And uh, he's had to learn the position pretty much on the fly. And I think, I mean, listen, Kiki Hernandez was the worst fielding shortstop in baseball anyway. So now Bobby's the worst feeling he up in baseball. It's not, not really that much of a downgrade either. He just looks a little less uh, pedestrian when he's on the field now than Kiki does. Let's All play. right. Let's
1: put Verdugo at short.
0: Oh, my God, Derek. <laughs> Next one. Next one. We got, we got a lot to do. Um, so Francie Cordero, our old friend. Remember him? Francie Cordero. He would light the world on fire for... Three days and then go O for 48. And right now for the Yankees, he's been lighting the world on fire and damn near winning them some ball games single-handedly. Will Franchi go over for 48 or will Franchi become a star on the New York Yankees? The statement, Franchi Cordero will be a star for the Yankees. Derek Fair or foul.
1: This is like foul when you hit it straight back to the backstop. And you like just barely foul tip it, like you were like it's as close as you can get to swinging and missing, without swinging and missing. Like a
0: little chip shot.
1: He's he's not gonna be a star player at all. You might get he might be a little bit better because of the short porch, which every lefty that goes to New York ends up finding that short porch. Like uh, Matt Carpenter didn't like also like Rube door. like have a little success there. Just short porch in it, um. So, yeah, but he's not going to be a star player, so it's foul.
2: Joey. And Franchi Derek Cordero. loves Franchi Cordero.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Although it's the Josh Winkowski trade now, not the Franchi Cordero trade. Oh, my
0: God. Uh, Joey, Franchi Cordero will be a star for the New York Yankees. Fair foul?
3: Hey, did you really write this one?
0: I did, because I have a lot to say. <laughs> I wrote it for me to go last.
3: Um he's gonna stink he's he had a good game at yankee stadium as a lefty wow um no franchi he's tough. got three home runs yeah franchi that's that's fine uh franchi is not gonna finish this finish the season in the Yankee starting lineup unless unless of course my dream comes true in the yankees stink which hello barnes yankees stink but yeah franchi's a joke he'll amount to nothing he's gonna be a miserable failure for the rest of his baseball career
2: luke Frenchie Cordero will be a star for the New York Yankees fair or foul. I mean, it's foul, but he could be a good fourth outfielder somewhere. I, I I could see that, Um, you know, he's got just raw talent wise, just he's got a ton. He's fast and he's got a lot of power. Um, But I think he's just one of those guys who plays scared and is like kind of afraid of failure And sometimes that's, I mean, there's a lot of great athletes that not be good baseball players would be maybe fringe baseball players, but not be good baseball players just because of the behind the ear, behind the ears, between the ears thing. And I just think he's one of those guys. He just gets worried and doesn't want to screw up and in the team. That's the kind of player I was like, I was never like, I was never very good because I was always afraid of sucking and doing something stupid and the whole team being mad at me. I think he's one of those guys.
3: See, Bobby Dalbeck is the strong, silent type, like Gary Cooper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, I'm going to say fair because I hope I have nothing against Frenchie Cordero. Nothing. I hope for his sake that he becomes an MVP caliber player. And I, I want nothing but the best for him as long as he is not on my baseball team. I just, he has soured me on the Red Sox so much. When he signed with the Orioles, I was like, oh, great. I get to see him more because, you know, for folks that don't know I live in Baltimore. Oh, great. I get to see him. You know what? Be great in New York for all I give a crap. I don't care at all. It is the, I'm about to mute Mookie on Twitter. I'm about to mute Xander uh, on Twitter. I'm about to mute Franchi because I just could not care less about him. I wish him
2: nothing but the best. Are Mookie and Xander active on Twitter? Really? Oh, not their accounts. The the words because the, word. I, oh, the words. I, oh, okay. I cannot right, you get said over mute, not block. Okay.
0: I cannot get over people still breaking up crap
2: from five years ago. But whatever. I got um, distracted. I'm, well, looking we current, I'm looking at current. I'm looking at current Joey and future Joey in the same quadrant. <laughs> of the Screen right now. That's a joke oh, just for God. the four of us. Uh, yeah. um, can, I, really can I can
1: well. I can I say Miguel Miguel just hit a. Uh, go-ahead triple in Salem, and Salem ended up winning. Well,
3: that's, a great,
0: <laughs> that's a great transition, Derek, because our last one, I think, kind of shifts the conversation too much. I think we'll save it for another time. So we're going to transition to one of our favorite games, Derek's Minor Leaguer of the Week. Derek, you have 90 seconds. And yes, I swear to God, I am setting a timer. You have 90 seconds to say whatever you want and crown your Minor Leaguer of the Week. We've seen uh, games in all levels of rookie ball i want your minor leaguer go
1: um i'm gonna give an honorable mention to david hamilton uh because he was very good i'm i'm gonna be doing this in terms of like their series and player of the week so i'm using this for last week's player of the week kind of who so um, Hunter who? so david hamilton gets an honorable mention but i'm gonna be biased here very biased i'm gonna pick my guy the guy who's my guy um I'm rolling with Alan Castro, outfielder for the Salem Red Sox in low A. Uh, he had a very good week. And he also even I think yesterday, the night or two nights ago, whatever right. he hit he hit a grand slam. Guys have been looking amazing. And he's a guy who's a switch hitter, but his right handed swing looks amazing. His left handed swing still has some work to do. Um so part of me wishes that maybe work on left handed swing more or just have him hit right handed. Um but he's a guy. He was ranked uh, like fiftieth in the system, and then preseason he jumped up to like mid thirties, and I wouldn't be shocked by the end of the year you see him in the t- low twenties, maybe even high teens if he has a really good year. Um, and he I've made him my guy to watch in the low minors as a big riser in the system this year. Um, so Alan Castro is my player of uh, the week. Also, another honorable mention when we talk about pitchers, if we go pitching side of the week Shane johan did look really good. Added fastball velocity this off and
0: added a cutter to the mix. With 10 seconds to spare. Enjoy whatever you want to say. You don't get to say it. We're moving on to a new segment this week that I'm going to start to institute every week. It is the tweet of the week. Okay. I find a tweet about Red Sox Twitter or on Red Sox Twitter that I like and I share it with the crew. And it's the tweet of the week. It's a simple concept. Okay. This week's winner comes from Cyan Prince. I think that's how you say that on Twitter, who says, I can't tell you. How much I don't want the announcers to keep saying slutter. Anybody have thoughts on Dave O'Brien and Kevin Euclid loving to say slutter and saying slutter any chance they get? I think it's
1: hilarious out of context. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, I just think, why are we, why are we renaming pitches? Like, why are we co- I mean, there's, a, there's a slider and there's a cutter. So I mean, yeah, I get it. They're the they're the same. A cutter cutter goes a little harder. The slider goes a little, you know, breaks a little more. But then there's and then they're calling the sweeper the slider mostly from lefties. The 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 slider curveball combination. But you also have a slurve too. That's a different pitch as well. I've heard slurve since I was a kid, but I mean once in a while. But it's just like I mean, come on, they're breaking pitches. You know, just, and that's what announcers used to do before the, 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 the pitches were all identified on the big screen for everybody to see. You know, if the announcer didn't know if it was a cutter or a slider. Oh, breaking ball uh, outside or whatever. So they wouldn't look like idiots. But it's, it's like now, it's just... It, do people really care that much if it's a sweeper or a slutter or a, a, a cutter or a slurve or... A, I
0: just keep thinking of like, you know, major league baseball's big thing is we want to bring in new fans all of our fans are dying let's bring in new fans and i Make wrote more a piece about what it's like to be a new fan and some teams to follow if you're a new fan on legionbrose.com but i just keep thinking of people who are like getting into baseball and they're like what the hell are they talking about like they never explain it they just like like saying it so they keep saying
1: it. <laughs> I, I think the sweeper is fine because it is a little bit different it's it especially when you see guys like Shoei Otani, he throws a slider and a sweeper and his sweeper's been very effective his sweeper has more horizontal break than a slider, it's thrown slower and has more downward break as well so they are two different pitches so it does make sense to differentiate um, and it still does have more horizontal movement than downward movement so but it's like for example like with you Darvish and he throws like
2: multiple different types of the same pitch. That's just him just working like you know jacking his name up like oh i throw 13 pitches you throw four pitches but some of them you know you don't throw them like you're not consistent with them so some of them break this way some of them break no, that way Darvish's. some of them break this way i would say
1: darvishes but
0: and for the second segment in a row joey does not get to speak because i'm worried that he's gonna say what he said in the chat for our final segment <laughs> wait, of wait, the night why don't i Our final segment of the night.
2: We We are going to play. We got to give Joey two minutes at the end, then. We can't just silence (laughs) him. Oh, God. We're going to play my favorite
0: game, the Actionary. Speaking of Kevin Euclid and Dave O'Brien, don't we all miss Eck on the broadcast? I do. I miss his goofiness. So uh, um, a segment we started two weeks ago. We didn't have an episode last week. But a segment started two weeks ago that we're going to play every week is the Actionary, courtesy of Actionary on Twitter. I'm going to read some former Dennis Eckersley quotes that are indecipherable, and these guys have to figure out what the hell he was talking about. Derek is the reigning Actionary champion with one victory. We'll see if any of these three guys can catch up. We have two tonight, all right? Number one, and this is no buzzing, just first person to get it right gets it right, all right? Number one. That was kitchen when kitchen was kitchen. That was an explosion, Luke.
2: That's a, that's a um, fastball that really busted someone up and in. Like, r- almost hit them. You're very close.
3: Breaking ball that buckled someone's knees.
0: Also wrong.
1: Can I say, like, a broken bat? Like, jam inside broken Derek!
3: bat?
0: When you said Luke was very close, I kind of gave it up. Apparently, I don't even remember playing Adam Duvall last year, but apparently last year, Garrett Whitlock exploded Duval's bat. And Beck said that was kitchen when kitchen was kitchen. All right. Let's see if somebody can tie it up. I guess I should have done three so I can name a winner of the week. Maybe I can pull one up real quick. Second, potentially final one. Oh, Jerry hates it. Jerry goes off. Yeah. Don't get him going. What? Did Jerry Remy hate so much? Did he say him, hates
2: him or hates
3: it? It. I need a um, guess
0: from everybody.
3: Is just about Yarborough.
0: That's a person. So Joey's wrong.
2: I'm going to say I'm going to say a mound visit.
1: Okay, Derek? I literally no clue. Um, wait, can you reread the quote, please? Yes. No, no, you don't get reread the quote. Jerry, Jerry hates
0: it. Jerry goes off. Yeah, don't get him
1: going. Could it be like a manager like arguing to an umpire?
0: Everybody's wrong. The correct answer is Tropicana Field. <laughs> it's not that bad. I thought that would be fitting for our Rays series this week only person to get a point tonight is derek derek is once again the actionary champion (laughs) undefeated two weeks in a row joey i feel bad that i cut you off so many times tonight so just like how derek got 90 seconds to do his minor league of the week you get 90 seconds for joey's woes what's going on in your life what what are you feeling woeful about this is how we're going to wrap the show you got the timer as well go
3: How's my life going? Well, you know, I don't want to, I want you to let me speak again. So maybe I won't go into details, but uh, I just wanted to say I've been on Red Sox Twitter recently and, you know, I, is fine, but I'll I'll see like a Carabas tweet and he'll be tweeting like, Oh, what a bomb from the Rays. It'll be like a clip of the Rays hitting a home run off the Red Sox feels kind of inappropriate. I, I don't really like when fans acknowledge any success against their favorite, their favorite team. Uh, So I'm tired of him posting clips where the Red Sox are getting beat up and, like, enjoying it. I don't like that frame of mind. Also, this team seems spiritually dead. And Kiki Hernandez, I think, is pretty clear now that is not the leader. (laughs) Um, I don't think you can lead the team when you're the worst player on it. But I don't know. Luke's been doing that for Bleacher Brawls ever since we started. So maybe I'm wrong.
0: If you enjoyed tonight's show, everybody, it comes out every Friday morning. This is our Red Sox show of the week. We at Bleacher Balls put out three shows every week. The Rivalry Show, which is both Red Sox and Yankees, on Monday mornings. Wednesday sees the Yankees' only show. Friday sees the Red Sox' only show. If you enjoy the pod, you can rate us five stars. Leave us a nice review. Apple, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your podcast. You're going to hear, rather, you already heard all the things about BleacherBros.com and YouTube and TikTok and all the places that you can find us, Twitter. Go to those places. We're always writing stuff. We're always making videos, always putting out pods, uh, covering every part of this season and some other sports. I know Derek and I are working on an NBA piece that's coming out soon. Uh, We cover it all. So check us out anywhere you can find things. Uh, We are Bleacher Brawls. We're going to wrap the show, Red Sox show of the week. It was a lot of fun, guys. Um, Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. My name is Patrick. For Joey, for Luke, for Derek. That's all we got. We'll see you guys next week.
1: The Bruins are amazing.
0: All right, folks. That's the latest episode of Bleacher Brawls. Thanks for tuning in, for rating us five stars, and leaving us a nice review. And don't forget to check us out on BleacherBrawls.com on YouTube, and on Twitter.